the ever-expanding revelation found between the covers of the beautiful book is marvelous to consider. A fellow once told me that he had read the Bible from cover to cover in an effort to establish his theological bona fides. One scientist theorized that if your mind can conceptualize a miniature world in your hand, if you can see the tiny planes in the sky and the dolphins leaping out of the water, then your mind is bigger than the world. If you can hold the earth and its universe in the palm of your hand, then your mind is bigger than the universe. But the mind of Christ, which conceptualized and created the earth, its universe, and your mind, his mind, cannot be held in your hand. Revelation 19.13 reads, And his name is the Word of God. John 1.1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Therefore, when one reads the Scriptures with total surrender to its its inerrancy, then one will revel in the ever-expanding revelation of its beauty. If this sounds simplistic, that is because it is childlike simplicity. The beautiful revelation of Jesus Christ begins at a place Jesus calls born again, John 3, 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you yet to come this way? Do you have questions and confusion? Do you have bondages? Do you have sin and shame? Today, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, your questions will be answered, your confusion lifted, bondages broken, and sin and shame washed away. Today can be the beginning of your literal new life, complete with a new father, a new purpose, a new eternal destiny, and even a new name. Take the leap. Click on the Further with Jesus right now for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis 6, 1 through 8, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his days shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also, after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented God that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. But Noah, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God said, Jude, chapter 1, verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. God said, Ephesians six eleven through 12, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God said, Genesis 3, 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God said, Matthew twenty four thirty seven, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said, The great halls of education and science, that's where I'll find my God. If I don't know the answer, I'll just ask my phone. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 891 that will once again certify the inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the lost souls of the sons of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. May the power and praise of God's glorious Christ fill your life and home. Thank you for coming today. This is feature three in the Find Another Way series, which fits into the God Said, Man Said, 21 Signs of Doomsday category. The day of God's judgment draws very nigh, and at this time wickedness in all its categories must come to a fool. In features 1 and 2, John 10, 1 was quoted several times, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. Points we covered in the first two features include man's frantic attempts to find another way, as long as that way is not God's way. The reprobate minds of today's carnal academic world and its adherents, which are bound by a spirit of strong delusion. Satan hiding in plain view. The increase of knowledge. Man's desire to attain to a godless immortality now in overdrive. The quest to augment their theory of evolution and create the superhuman. Human cloning. Transhumanism. Transgenic animals created to produce pharmaceutical compounds the engineering of cyborg soldiers, nanotechnology, eugenics, germline genetic engineering, the man without a wedding garment, man's hell-bent quest to find another way, a quest he has been on since the fall in the Garden of Eden. Jesus says it will be as it was in the days of Noah when the Lord returns in judgment. He specifically references the sudden destruction that will catch the earth's inhabitants by surprise but there is more. Geologists theorize that the great mountain ridges of the world were formed as a result of the Earth's tectonic plates crashing against one another, causing them to buckle upwards, something that creation scientists speculate would have occurred during the worldwide flood in the days of Noah. The Bible teaches that a great earthquake will occur in the future when Christ returns to the world in judgment. Every mountain shall fall flat, and every island shall disappear. Note that islands are simply mountain peaks poking out of the water. Revelation sixteen eighteen through 20, And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. 
And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. Expect the tectonic plates to move again, just as they did in the days of Noah. If memory serves, seismologists claim that an earthquake of a 10.5 magnitude would affect the whole globe. And there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. Jesus said, as in the days of Noah. Concerning man in the days of Noah, Genesis 6-5 declares that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. Genesis 6.11 states, And the earth was filled with violence. 2 Timothy 4.3 and 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. It's looking like the days of Noah. Many find this hard to imagine, but there are gods who are non-human, and many of them are here on the earth. Consider Ephesians six eleven and 12. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places." The first time that the word gods, with the lowercase g, is used in the Bible, it is Satan speaking, Genesis 3, 5. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Who are these gods that are not human? The first of the Ten Commandments is Exodus chapter 20, verse 3, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Speaking of the devil, 2 Corinthians 4, 4 records, And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For example, 1 Corinthians 11, 5 refers to Ashtoreth, the goddess. In Job 1, verses 6 and 7, we see Satan appearing before God to give an account of himself, and he appeared with the sons of God who were non-humans. In Genesis 6, 1 and 2, we read, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose." It appears that these sons of God are fallen angels, angels, excuse me, and are possibly referenced in Jude chapter 1 verse 6 where it says, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Some wonder whether these fallen ones will return, but the fact of the matter is, they are here. Revelation chapter 12 speaks of Satan's ousting from heaven with his angels after Christ's ascension. Look at verses 4 and then 7 through 12. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered 
for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The prophet Daniel pens the word of God in chapter 2, verse 43, and makes this telling statement. And whereas thou sawest iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Daniel refers to the world's last kingdom, led by the rulers of darkness, whose journey ends at the battle of Armageddon. The scriptures write concerning this group, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Have you ever questioned to whom Romans 9.22 refers? What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? The fallen ones are here in great numbers, possessing the bodies of men and women in vast numbers, even entire nations, and soon the entire world. How true is Ephesians 6.12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Yes, as you read earlier, there were giants, and yes, there were fallen sons of God who took unto themselves the daughters of men. Excerpts from the God Said, Man Said feature Sons of God and the Ghost series follow. Giants, could this be true? Do paleontology, archaeology, historical records, and societal accounts all say yes? There can be no reasonable doubt. God Said, Man Said has published several features addressing the subject of giants over the past decade or so. The mysterious giants have risen again, but this time under the title of the Nephilim. The word Nephilim is found in the NIV and other minority text translations, but in the majority text authorized King James Version, the word is correctly translated as giants. Yes, there were giants in those days. When discussing giants of old and people of enormous height, many people today lump these two together, referring to such terms as giantism or acromegaly, a rare disorder of the pituitary gland which causes abnormal size. But the giants of the scriptures were not rare genetic flukes. There were entire populations of giants. The scriptures refer to giants nearly 200 times. If the word of God makes mention of giants so many times, 
then there should be empirical proof that they did once exist, and of course there is. In Deuteronomy 3.13, Moses speaks concerning the dividing of part of conquered Canaan among the Israelites, and it reads, And the rest of Gilead, and all Bashan, being the kingdom of Og, gave I unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, all the region of Argob, with all Bashan, which was called the land of the giants. It was the land of the giants. In ancient history, we find multiple references to giants. Here's just a couple. Flavius Josephus, one of the greatest historians of all time, writes the following in chapter 5 of the Antiquities of the Jews. For which reason they removed their camp to Hebron, and when they had taken it, they slew all the inhabitants. There were till then left the race of giants, who had bodies so large and countenances so entirely different from other men that they were surprising to the sight and terrible to the hearing. The bones of these men are still shown to this very day, unlike to any credible relations of other men, end of quote. According to the research collected by Deloche, author of the book Giants, Pliny mentions that in the reign of Claudius, A.D. 41 to 54, a nine-foot, nine-inch giant named Gabarus was brought to Rome from Arabia. Claudius placed him at the head of the famed Adutrix legions. The giant so awed his troops that some worshipped him as a god. And again, during his principate, Caesar Augustus, 27 B.C. to A.D. 14, assigned two giants who towered over 10 feet tall to lead the Roman armies into battle. On account of this remarkable height, writes Pliny, the bodies of the two giants were preserved in the tomb in Salus Gardens. Their names were Pusio and Secundula. End of quote. Relatively recent history confirms the biblical account of giants. Marzulli, in his book on the Trail of the Nephilim, lists numerous newspaper reports concerning discovery of giants in the Western Hemisphere. A few of the many headlines and excerpts follow. New York Tribune, February 3, 1909. Skeleton, 15 feet high, unearthed in Mexico. News was received here Monday from Mexico that Extapalapa, a town 10 miles southeast of Mexico City, there had been discovered what was believed to be the skeleton of a prehistoric giant of extraordinary size. A person while excavating for the foundation of a house on the estate of Augustine Juarez found the skeleton of a human, of a human being that estimated to have been about 15 feet high and who must have lived ages ago, judging from the ossified state of the bones. The discovery of the skeleton has revived the old Aztec legend that in a prehistoric age, a race of giants lived in the valley of Anahuk, a name given by the aboriginal Mexicans to that part of the Mexican plateau nearly corresponding to the modern valley of Mexico City. Scientific American, August 14, 1880. Page 106, Ancient American Giants. The Reverend Stephen Bowers notes in the Kansas City Review of Science the opening of an interesting mound in Brush Creek Township, Ohio. The mound was opened by the Historical Society of the Township under the immediate supervision of Dr. J.F. Everhart of Zanesville. It measures 64 by 35 feet at the summit, gradually sloping in every direction, and was eight feet in height. 
There was found in it a sort of clay coffin, including the skeleton of a woman measuring eight feet in length. Within this coffin was found also the skeleton of a child of about three and a half feet in length, and an image that crumbled when exposed to the atmosphere. In another grave was found the skeleton of a man and a woman, the former measuring nine and the latter eight feet in length. In a third grave occurred two other skeletons, male and female, measuring respectively nine feet, four inches, and eight feet. Seven other skeletons were found in the mound, the smallest of which measured eight feet, while others reached the enormous length of ten feet. The Vancouver Sun, August 18, 1922, Primitive man ten feet tall is unearthed. Mexico City, August 17. The Department of Agriculture yesterday received from an agent of Tiburon Island, Gulf of California, the skeleton of a primitive man more than ten feet tall. It was found a few days ago. Other bones of similar size have been encountered. Anaconda Standard, April 29, 1890, page 3. The Pony expressed as the one day last week carpenters on the Isdell irrigating ditch unearthed a skeleton of mammoth proportions. By actual measurements, it was 13 feet and 2 inches in length. The circumference of the skull, when measured, was found to be 37 inches. The feet were 21 inches in length. This is the second discovery of this kind made near Pony during the past year. Ed Sparrow, while sinking a shaft, on his mine near uh, Richmond Flats last June, exhumed a skeleton of even larger proportion than the one in question. From the thigh down, it measured five feet and three inches and was 17 feet in height. It is supposed that these skeletons are descendants of the historical tribe of giants known as Polos. The curiosity is now on, is now on exhibition at Dr. Cooper's office. Cambridge Essays, excuse me, in 1858, published the following writings of Cyril Graham under the title, The Ancient Bation and the Cities of Og. The following excerpt from Mr. Graham is taken from the book Giants, written by Charles Deloche. When we find one after another, great stone cities, walled and unwalled, with stone gates, and so crowded together that it becomes almost a matter of wonder how all the people could have lived in so small a space when we see houses built of such huge and massive stones that no force which can be brought against them in that country could ever batter them down. When we find rooms in these houses so large and lofty that many of them would have been considered fine rooms in a palace in Europe, and lastly, when we find some of these towns bearing names which cities in that very country bore before Israelites came out of Egypt, I think we cannot help feeling the strongest conviction that we have before us the cities of Rephaim, of which we read in the book of Deuteronomy, end of quote. Rephaim mentioned above simply means giants. A strange mingling of non-human and humans had taken place in the past, and science is knock-knock-knocking at the door. Again from God said, man said. Scientists are perplexed at what they are discovering. Several recent headlines follow. July 25, 2017, nzherald.com. Ancient humans had sex with non-humans. July 7, 2017, iflscience.com. This tooth once belonged to a member of a mysterious species of humans 
that we know almost nothing about. July 21, 2017, buffalo.edu. In salvia, clues to a ghost species of ancient human. July 24, 2017, foxnews.com. Scientists find possible clue to ancient ghost species of humans. July 2013, nationalgeographic.com. The case of the missing ancestor. Subhead. DNA from a cave in Russia adds a mysterious new member to the human family. God destroys the earth and its corrupt inhabitants in the global flood of Noah, but it certainly appears the DNA of the fallen sons of God in Genesis 6 was passed on, not only in the fact of many giants existing after the flood, but now also in the discovery of a mysterious human ghost ancestry. There is the very real possibility that the sons of God in Genesis 6 were not destroyed by the flood, but are referred to in Jude 1, 6, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. The long ages reported in the excerpts that follow are built upon evolution's foundational theory of uniformitarianism and therefore incorrect, but the relevance of the discoveries are real. God's word records in Genesis six, six uh, ch- excuse me, Genesis chapter six, verse four. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. July twenty-five, two thousand seventeen feature nzherald.com under the title of Ancient Humans Had Sex with Non-Humans. Excerpts follow. New research shows that ancient humans had sex with non-human species. According to a study conducted by Omer Gokuman, an assistant professor of biological sciences at the University of Buffalo, ancient humans had intercourse with a ghost species of proto-human. Gokuman found widely different genes in DNA of humans living in sub-Saharan Africa. He believes these genes can be traced back to about 150,000 years ago when ancient humans were breeding with this mysterious ghost species. This other species is referred to by the scientific community as a ghost species as there are no known fossils that can be analyzed. Again, Gokuman writes, Based on our analysis, the most plausible explanation for this extreme variation is archaic introgression, the introduction of genetic material from a ghost species of ancient hominids, end of quote. July 2013, from the nationalgeographic.com feature titled, The Case of the Missing Ancestor. The year before, two other fossils had been found to contain DNA similar to that of the finger bone, both of them molars. The first tooth had turned up among the specimens from Denisova, housed at Derevianko's Institute, and Novosibirsk. It was bigger than either a modern human or a Neanderthal tooth in size, and shape resembling the teeth of much more primitive members of the genus Homo who lived in Africa millions of years ago. The second molar had been found in 2010 in the same cave chamber that had yielded the finger bone, indeed near the bottom of the same 30,000 to 50,000 year old deposits called Layer 11. Remarkably, That tooth was even bigger than the first, with a chewing surface twice that of a typical human molar. It was so large that Max Planck 
a paleoanthropologist, Bence Viola, mistook it for a cave bear tooth. Only when its DNA was tested was it confirmed to be human, specifically Denisovan, as the scientists had taken to calling the new ancestors. It shows you how weird these guys are, Viola told me at the symposium. At least their teeth are just very strange. Pabo's team could extract only a tiny amount of DNA from the teeth, just enough to prove they came from the same population as the finger, though not from the same individual, end of quote. A mysterious ghost species, a giant human tooth that at first was thought to belong to a bear, and yes, Genesis chapter 6. God's word is true. Fallen sons of God, giants, and men of renown included. And no matter how hard the antagonists wrangle, they end up whispering yes. They whisper as it was in the days of Noah. God's word is a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Genesis 6, 1 through 8, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his day shall be an hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man, whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and the creeping thing, and the fowl of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God said, Jude chapter 1, verse 6, And the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. God said, Ephesians six eleven and 12, Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. God said, Genesis 3, verse 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. God said, Matthew 24, verse 37, But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Man said, The great halls of education and science, that's where I'll find my God. If I don't know the answer, I'll just ask my phone. Now you have the record. <laughs>